0: All right. Welcome to a Cowboy Connection podcast. This is Kevin Cooley joined by uh, Tad Torgerson and Bill Plouffe. JR is not going to be with us tonight. Um, we are about a week late with this uh, particular podcast. We try to get them, we try to do one every two weeks. And uh, and boy, everybody was plumb busy with the PBR in Billings last weekend and Miles City Buck and Horse Sale. And, and JR was in Billings. Uh, judging that deal and the PBR, Tad. I know you were you were caught up at the Mile City Bucking Horse Sale and Bill. I think you were just getting home from Matisi that weekend and and down here with me the week before. So you had plenty going on. So it was hard to.
1: Yeah, I was. Would- I was caught up with about 2,500 yearlings on 70,000 acres and trying to get back to the bunkhouse at seven at night was an impossibility (laughs) and there's no guarantee that when I do get there that the Wi-Fi was going to work anyway, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I don't know, how's uh, how's that eastern Montana country looking for moisture? Y'all getting any rain over there? We're
2: getting some now. Yeah, we could still use a whole bunch more, but. We've had probably a little over an inch in in the last two weeks, uh, which has just been fabulous because, oh man, were we dry. We could still use a bunch more, but just thank God for the rain we've got.
0: Well, I know anytime Bill gets a storm in in Lewistown, Grass Range, Montana country, uh, the next day or two, I'm gonna get that same storm. And, and, uh, you know, coming out of winter, we were pretty worried about our moisture levels, but, but uh, we've been getting a lot of rain the last couple of weeks. So, so we're not complaining. If I do hear anyone complain, I might slap them because come July, it's, it's liable to dry right up on us. So, but, uh, but yeah, we're, I know, I know that I haven't heard about that South Dakota country and I know South Dakota and North Dakota are pretty dry like you Eastern Montana folks were. So, been praying for rain and all this, all this ag country. A lot of people need it, that's for sure. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, Bill was down here two weeks ago in Matizzi with our discipleship training school teaching on evangelism, and uh, they headed to Miles City. We had a crew there in Miles City, and, and uh, they went and shared Jesus at the street dance one night, did a youth night at the at the local Foursquare church there in Miles City, and helped out with the Cowboy Church on Sunday morning. They came home pretty stoked. Um, they 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 got a lot of opportunities to pray for people, and you know they say that I've heard people say that Miles City Bucking Horse Sales Cowboy Mardi Gras there's a whole lot of beer gets consumed that weekend. So so uh, uh, love hearing stories about people uh, declaring Jesus the Lord over their life and and getting prayers. So. Uh, that was a that was an exciting return and and uh, here at Cowboys with the mission, we got a team coming back from Belize and another team getting ready to leave for two months to Costa Rica. So we've got a lot of a lot of people coming in and out of here at our place. so uh, good stuff going on for the kingdom of God. so we're uh, we're jumping into Ephesians two this week. so, uh, if you guys have had a chance to listen to the last couple of podcasts I've got got a little bit of feedback we we spent uh, two weeks in ephesians 1 we're probably going to spend two weeks in Ephesians 2 I can't imagine we'll get past this first uh, 10 verses in ephesians 2 uh, tonight but one of the things we really established uh, reading ephesians 1 is who Jesus is and and uh, and and what he did when we finish up Ephesians one, the last verse, last two verses, uh, talking about, uh, God in reference to Jesus says, and he put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And so, so we, uh, we start with chapter two and, and I'm going to tell you what, this is one of my favorite sections of the entire Bible, uh, chapter mm-hmm. two, verse one through 10. I uh, just get excited uh, every time I read it. I love it. And uh, so if, uh, if it's all right with you boys, I'm going to go ahead and read uh, Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, and, and we'll just open up the discussion. How's that? Sounds good. All right. Uh, 2, 1 starts off, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedient, among, among who we all come, uh, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But, verse four God being rich in mercy because of the great love which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages uh, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Wow. And uh, man, that is so, so powerful, so good. Um, but even in this little section, it's it's kind of split up into two parts. We get that first little section one through three, where where we get a good descriptor of, of where we were at before jesus enter our lives what what we were uh, before jesus enter, entered our lives there one through three either one of you boys want to run with that i i just uh this fits so well and i knew it was
2: going to this morning at our church um i bring my son in to do uh worship practice at nine and then at 9 30 we have a little uh half an hour of uh leadership And uh, the, the guy that was speaking this morning was talking about how easy it is to give our testimony. And he was talking about it's just it's just a matter of we just we just tell people what we were like before we knew Christ. Some of the things that we did before we knew Christ, what Jesus did in our lives, what our encounter was with him and then what our life is like now. And if you just in those first three verses of Ephesians 2, that's exactly what he's doing is he says, um, um, this is in the New Living Translation says, once you were dead, doomed forever because of your many sins, you used to live just like the rest of the world, full of sin, obeying Satan, the mighty prince of the power of the air. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. And that's what all of us were like. Every one of us before Christ came and, and, and did his work in us. Um, and it says all of us used to live that way, following the passions and desires of our evil nature. We were born with an evil nature and we were under God's anger, just like everyone else. But then it goes on in verse in verse four, but God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even while we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead and every one of us that has, that has become, become a born again believer can can, can look back at what our life was like without Christ, what God did in our lives and where we're at now. And it doesn't mean that, you know, that we're perfect now. It doesn't mean that, you know, that, uh, life is just, uh, you know, without any problems or anything, but I would never want to go back to what my life was like before Christ. And as we go through all of Ephesians um, and even in chapter one, but as we get into Ephesians chapter two, all of this stuff that we have because of Christ is because of what he did. And it goes on later and it says that none of us can boast, but all of this, all of these benefits, all of these, things all of the authority and all of the position that we have is because it's in Christ and uh, I just uh, when when the guy was speaking this morning I thought this is that's a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about tonight Um, because of what Jesus did for us we 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 have life and uh, I I agree with you Kevin this is I think I mentioned it before but Ephesians the book of the, the the whole book of Ephesians is one of my favorite places to be in the Bible. And um it, there's just so much meat in here and it's just so good just to sit and ruminate on it and, and, and dig out everything God has for us in these, in these chapters. What do you
1: think, Bill? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I kind of, you just like to know, I mean, really the notes you're y'all are just kind of hitting it but as i was sitting there baking them oatmeal rhubarb cookies that caused me to be you know just right on time i was looking through these notes again and stuff and i was singing about it and you know I, I i just, i really i took this these 10 verses and i just really i was like man this can so relate to to colt start in a, in a lot of ways you know i was just i thought the same
0: it. thing and, and, yeah yeah i was just
1: sitting there thinking you know i mean You talk about living for the flesh, the world and the sin, you know, you just have this colt, however, to your two, five, six year old horse, it's just out there running wild and, and, and just relating to its own ways, its own ideas and thoughts, but it's so wrapped up with potential. And then, you know, I was just thinking about, you know, when it talks about, but God, I always love whenever you see a, but God in, in, in the scriptures, you know, something's about to drastically change. And, and so, you know, I was just thinking about that, that it's like the butt God moment is when we bring that horse into the round pan or we bring it into the corrals or, you know, whatever, however you want. I mean, I'm not here to debate horse training methods because I'll tell you, most people tell me I'm wrong, but I still get it done. So anyway, that's not my whole point here. My whole point here is, is that, you know, until until somebody gets a hold of that horse, it, it just remains just that. And it's really you know, I mean, like Ted pointed out. You know, we're born with this sinful nature. So, you know, when we're just running around with our sinful nature, we're just doing what we were born with. And you know, we have to have that buck God moment. And really, that's when, when you know, the the colt starter, trainer, whatever you horse breaker, you whatever term you want to use, gets a hold of that colt and then starts working with it. You know, it's really at that point it's like the salvation of that horse because reality is is. <laughs> it's pretty doomed in my, in my world. It. it doesn't have a, have something productive to do, you know? And, and so then I just, as I was reading through those scriptures and thinking about, you know, he didn't wait, he, you know, he, he didn't wait till we were all cleaned up or until we're all perfect. And, you know, I'll be honest, I'm not much of a groundwork guy with a horse. And I mean, I have my reasons and ways of doing things, but I, whether you do groundwork or not, the reality is is you'll never get that horse perfect perfect before you get on it you can do things to set it up towards that but I just thought that's exactly what you know there's always this mentality people say well when I'm perfect I'll come to God or when I get my life right I'll come to God <laughs> you'll never get there I mean if that's your mentality and I just thought about that's just like with that horse you know you get it, it you get get a hold of it and you quote unquote save it if you will and you, you have to just come to a point where it's like it's time You know, I gotta get on this thing. We gotta make some progress. And and I just, you know, as I was singing that is, you know, just that's and that's how God is with us. He he looks at our potential. He looks at who we he created us to be. And you know, because I you know read down there in verse 10, you know, starts talking about after the salvation we have by his grace, he does have an expectation for us. You know, he, he, he has created us for this where workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, you know? And so that's the whole thing, you know, with riding colts and starting colts, you know, and, and even riding horses to sell, you know, I, I look at their potential. And at that, I start looking at what's, you know, I mean, some horses are fit for something more than others or, you know, they have their different places in, in what they can do. You know, some horses make great kids' horses, and there's some 25-year-old horses that'll never make a kid's horse. You know, that's just the nature of that. And so I just I just really, as I looked through them, those verses and then 10 verses, I was just like, well, this is just, I guess it, it's the way my mind looks. You know, I, I just think about Jesus. He always related things into the natural so we could understand it. And as I just sat there and looked at it, I thought, man, it's it's, you know, is that the butt God moment is is really that kind of a most important moment in our life, you know, as much as, you know, the, the butt trainer moment, if you will, for a horse, you know, butt cold starter, you know, that, that it's that pivotal moment that that horse goes from just being a hay burner, if you will, just doing its own thing to where now is going to have some potential. It's going to have some, it's, it's, it's life will be changed. And, you know, really in a way, and I'm not to say that, you know, <laughs> we can extend this grace, but really a lot of times when it comes to starting colds it's only by our grace that they ever amount to something. And sometimes as someone at both sides started, I had to extend a lot of grace and some, some, some firm discipline once in a while too. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I, it's funny that you said that bill. Cause I thought the same, the same thing, you know, I was going to reference the 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 unstarted cult myself but you beat me to it that's okay uh, you know it, it's it's dead in our trespasses and sin you know i hear people say ask the question how can a good god um send good people to hell and uh and no matter what we're destined to hell period everybody is destined to hell. If you read scripture, if you read it enough times, you'll see all the passages that talk about how every desire of man's heart is evil. And, and all the passages that just reference the selfishness of mankind before Jesus Christ. And it's, it's this notion or this idea or this truth that we are spiritually dead. And and, and, and Tad pointed it out. He, he, he said it, you know, we talked about this last week, I think maybe the week before our last podcast, maybe the one before, I believe, uh, based on some of the stuff we read in, in Ephesians one that, that, uh, once you're truly saved, you're always saved. And, and I based that off, not just study of scripture, but, but this notion or idea that if you're truly ca- captured in the grace of God, that you don't want to have anything to do with the past, with the old man. That doesn't mean the old man doesn't rear his head in our life, you know, because selfishness lives in us. Paul talks about it in Romans. He says, I do the things I don't want to do. I don't do the things that I want to do. Oh, oh, wretched man that I am. It's the sin that dwells within me. And so sin's still there. But we've gotten a taste of Jesus Christ. And, And so that dead in our trespasses and sin is just, is we truly are destined for hell. Whether your theology says God sent us to hell or your theology says that we're going to hell, it's all the same. Because a good and righteous judge, you know, in the courtroom does what's right and fair and and is going to send a murderer to prison. And that doesn't make him evil. So no matter where your theology lies in, in, in how people are destined, before Jesus, there is no good person, right? And, and so because we're dead in our trespasses and our sins, but Bill, you pointed out there in verse four, but God, and, and let me tell you, there's a few terminologies when you're reading through scripture, when you see therefore, when you see for, when you see but God, you better be ready for something. You better be ready for a change to take place, something mm-hmm. something to happen. And, uh, and, and, and so just before that, we see that, uh, you know, uh, we were following Satan there in, in two the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work and the sons of disobedient, among whom all, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. We did. We, we sought our own fleshly desires whatever that looked like, our own selfishness, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, whatever pleased us, whatever satisfied us, whatever gave us instant gratification, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. I'm just going to stop right there. Because, you know, Bill started there when he says that, but God moment, but but God is rich in mercy. And, and, and because of the great love with which he loved us, he has love that we can't understand and comprehend. You know, I, I know that there are people out there that if they understood God, and they knew me before jesus they'd go boy the only way god wanted that guy with him is because he loved him because that guy wasn't worth loving right both mm-hmm. you guys can attest to that right bill right dad we weren't really worth yeah, much absolutely. loving before jesus christ before god um that little section right there but god being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together in Christ. We read a lot about that in chapter one, how it was in him, in Jesus. We see right here that that God made us alive in Jesus. What do you think about that little piece right there? You
1: really, you can sit here. I guess we don't as I, i'm reading it over and we're listening to it and you know it's i, I think about probably just getting down to the nitty-gritty of what uh, water baptism is yeah uh, you know I, I i'm not saying it isn't this but it isn't only this you'll hear people say well it's just not we're of an inward grace it, it goes much deeper than that people um you know people that don't think baptism is important um you know, yeah, I'll say you don't have to be baptized to be saved, but my opinion is if you're saved, you'll want to be baptized. I was just sharing with your mission, as sharing with your mission students, you know, I, I kind of, Lord dealt with me after I got saved, kind of in my own way. And, and, and yeah, it probably surprise you too that I'm a bit rebellious. I know you probably, and, and sometimes I'm not, I, I no, no. but anyway, yeah. Uh, I started getting into God's Word, and I got saved in November. And and I'm here about February. I start really seeing it in God's Word. I need to be baptized, you know, because before I just thought, you know, probably what the perception of my baptism or baptism was was, you know, sprinkle a baby when they're a baby, and you know that's kind of the vein of church I grew up in, and probably what I seen. And not to say I didn't know what baptism was, but I didn't see what baptism really was, if you will. And so. Anyway I have this urgency to get baptized and I uh, told my pastor at the time I said, man I said there's a stock take this is February in Montana. mind you I says, there's a stock take out at our out at the ranch I'm working on man I said you can come out there and baptize me in that but, but I started to see that urgency and I'll get around to the point of what I, you know what baptism really is but it was like I started seeing this urgency of what God's word said about baptism you know, it's not just this outward sign of an inward grace, and so anyway, (laughs) he's like, I'm I'm baptized, in that it'll be full, he said, we'll get the one at the church full, and we'll do it there, and so anyway, I did get baptized at the church and stuff, but see, I started seeing what baptism was, and it's exactly what it said here, is that I was, I was dead in my trespasses, and Christ made me alive, or I was made alive Together in Christ by His grace, and that's that's what you know. You can read it in, I believe it's Romans chapter six, and then Colossians talks some about baptism, about being that death, burial, and resurrection in Christ. You know, your old man is dying. That that, if you want to say, we could really say the uh, Ephesians two one through three, man's dying. That one that only lived for his flesh and for the world and for sin. He's dying, you know, he's dead and he, you're, you're dying in that, you're going into that watery tomb, just like Jesus did in the tomb. But then it's, it's just like Jesus, you're not staying there dead. You're coming out alive in Christ. And it's, you know, you really start to experience his grace and you start understanding that, you know, this is a whole new life we're living. It isn't just a religious experience or it's just, a, you know, a <laughs> I'm just going to hope I'm going to make heaven kind of an attitude. It's about how do I learn to live? For Christ, in Christ, live as he did, be conformed into his image in the here and now, not the, well, when I get to heaven, you know, maybe then, but but really the reality is it's that just learning to, to just, you know, live this life out that Christ is truly alive in us. You know, I think that's the other thing is, is you know, we got to take Jesus off the cross in most of these churches. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not dead on the cross, man. <laughs> you, you're going to be stepping on toes <laughs> a in a minute. You
0: better be careful.
1: Yeah, my, my phone number is 406 390 2057. If you're offended, we'll work it out. But the reality <laughs> is, is, we really got to let Jesus live in us.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know me, Kevin, I'm really worried about sticking to stepping on toes. Hey, if your toes yeah. are out there, you know,
0: pull them back. back. You know, you're right, because because you see that we see the transition here. It says it right. We lived in the lived past tense, lived in the passion of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind and were by nature children of wrath. But God, there's the change right there being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together in Christ. And and, and it, says, it says, if we carry on, it says, by grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Guess what? We can no longer live in our trespasses. We can no longer live in our sin. It doesn't mean we're perfect doesn't mean that, that every day is going to be without sin, but we repent and forgive daily. But there is there, there has to be change and transformation. If, if, if Jesus isn't alive in us, well, we're alive in him. If there's no change, if you have no desire in your spirit, in your heart to become more like Christ, because that's what you said, Bill, you know, being alive in Christ. If there's no change and transformation, you got to ask, are you really even saved? Are you really even saved? Amen. come on, preach it, brother.
1: You might be stepping on toes,
0: but keep
1: walking, buddy. You got big feet. Keep walking.
0: (laughs) It's true, though. If we're walking in bitterness and unforgiveness, if we're walking in our sins, if we're still drunk, you know, we're still sleeping around. We refuse to, to be obedient to Christ. Then there is a, something. There's a, there's something we got to call into question. We got to ask if we're truly even saved. And then and then, hey, if you are saved, then Bill said it. He doesn't he doesn't expect you to get cleaned up and then come to church, join the body. Okay, he doesn't expect you to get cleaned up first. He comes to you. He meets you where you're at, and then he begins to change and transform you. And he does it. I see Bill searching through scripture. He's about to go find something good right now. I can see it, but that's just it. Once you declare Christ, you get changed. You know, that, but God moment, then change and transformation begins to take place. And then the process of sanctification happens and it happens until the day that we die, we're always growing and and desiring to become more like Christ.
2: Bill, Bill said something that I kind of wanted to jump off on. He said something about, um, and I can't remember exactly how you said it, Bill, but something about um, we'll start doing that when we get to heaven. Um, and right. to me, uh, to me, I'm, it just made me think of, of Psalm, Psalms 27. And I'm going to kind of jump in the middle of this, but Psalms 27 verse 4 says, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will i seek that i may dwell in the house of the lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the lord and and that's that's what you're saying kevin is is if you've had that but god experience, if you've truly had that but god experience your 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 inner man your spirit has been changed instantly (laughs) just like that. Now you're a member of the household of God. You've been adopted into his family. And once that happens, you realize that there is nothing that can compare to that. And it's getting back to that thing that we talked about several podcasts ago that, that we get to have an intimate relationship with the creator of the universe if you really get a hold of what I'm trying to say with that, that the creator of the universe knows us by name. And not only does he know us, but we get to know him. And once you have that intimate relationship with him, you don't want that other stuff anymore. And yeah, you have to battle your flesh. Yeah, you have to grow. And just like you said, it's a sanctification process that will last until we're, we're in his presence. But the thing is, we get to be in his presence right now. And that eternity doesn't start the day that we die. Eternity starts the day that we have that experience with God, that that but God experience. And then back to Psalms 27. I got to find it here. It's, it's further down. Um, it talks about um uh it says i would have lost heart unless i had believed that i would see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living wait on the lord be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart wait i say on the lord that 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 eternal experience we get to start that right now here in the land of the living um we're going to see the goodness of the goodness of God. And, and that's what it's all about is, and I don't know if you guys, um, I've been watching the the chosen. If any of you seen that yet, that, that series that they have.
0: No, um, and I've been talking the, about starting to watch it. I've been hearing a lot of good things the, about it.
2: The first couple episodes I, I kind of had, to uh, just kind of keep going, but, uh, after the first couple episodes, they kind of set the stage. And, and I mean, the, the gospel, the gospels, they've done a really good job. It's very well produced and the gospels are just coming alive. And, and if you can imagine being there in, in the first century and, and walking with our savior in, in the physical realm, um, and, uh, having that relationship with him. And, uh, but we, we can have that now we can have the same experience that the people, you know, way back then that the apostles and the the people had because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it's all about that. To me, to me, all of these scriptures, everything says in Christ. And it's that relationship with him that loved us so much that he was willing to suffer what he had to suffer on the cross to make us have right standing again with the father. It, it's just amazing. And just like you guys were saying, once you've had that experience and we all, we all grow um, at different at, you know, at different rates, but um, um, there's, there's a guy's a pastor and you guys know who I'm talking about. My friend, Ron, Um, I, I was, I was saved many years before he was, and once he got saved, I mean, he was immediately on fire and all of a sudden he was involved with, with CWAM and they were going and doing these missions trips. And, and at one point in time, I was really envious of him because, because, uh, I just saw what he, he, I mean, he sold out and my, my walk wasn't like that. Um, but the more, you know, again, as we've talked about so many times, the more that you're in this word and the Holy Spirit reveals the Father's love for us. And that's why I love Ephesians so much, because it's just dripping with God's love for us. You don't want to go back to those to the old ways. You don't want to go back to um, to living with uh, bitterness and, you know, all the things that it talks about um before before you come to christ and that's it it's that relationship with him
0: that's good that's why
1: i just looked when i was looking up kevin i just wanted to i guess support what you were saying about are you even saved you might want to think about it and then actually this is kind of i mean i really it just made me think of really even what Paul's writing here, it's in uh, uh, Second Corinthians chapter 13, 1 through uh, about uh, 6 or so here. But, you know, it brings in even, you know, really Paul starts holding people accountable as what he's doing here in a second as I read this. But I was thinking, you know, that's a lot of what our desire is with the, the cowboy connection and gathering is just having men that'll, you know, really hold you accountable when you're you're, you're sinning, you know, as opposed to letting you just continue in your ways. But Paul writes this, he says, uh, this will be the third time I am coming to you by the mouth of two witnesses. Every word shall be established. And, you know, really, if you go back, that's talking about in the old Testament when they're, you know, trying to prove whether somebody sinned or not, you know, it wasn't just a one person deal, but he's so, you you know, really, where are you at right now, Bill? Uh, second corinthians chapter 13 verse 1 but the way what i'm reading and then as as i read down through this you know i I feel like paul said i know you've boys been sinning you know i'm about to come to you and he goes on he says i have told you before and foretell as if i were present the second time and now being absent i write to those who have sinned before so you know he's writing this and it's like this habitual thing this is this is you know what we're talking about here he's You know, and he's about to really, I feel like he's challenging them to just sit here and stop and say, are you really saved? Because here in a minute, he's going to say, examine yourself. Are you even in the faith? You know, and so he goes on and he says, I write to those who have sinned before. And I tell all the rest that if you come, if I come again, I will not spare. Since you seek a proof of Christ, since you seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, who is not weak toward you, but mighty in you. So, you know, that's the other thing I think is really, he's like, you know, I'm coming, I'm going to prove Christ is here, but he's also challenging them to really look at their selves because, you know, he's like, you know, who is not weak towards you, but mighty in you. He's talking about God being mighty in them, you know, so this is that, that whole, what we can go back, rewind back to that Ephesians uh, chapter two, where it's talking about Christ being alive in you, you know, and he's using this word mighty, which really means to be powerful and mighty. So he goes on and he says, For though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. For we are, for we also are weak in him, but we still, but we shall live with him by the power of God towards you. And now this is the, this is where he really, really, to me, he's bringing him to that, that account. He's, you know, he says, examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. You know, and I think that's that. Just like we were talking, if you can continue to stand and it doesn't bother you at all, <laughs> you you might you might just want to stop and ask yourself, hmm. And, and you know, and I, I mean, it, because I, I'm I'm a firm believer that I believe God's pulling wants us to, to walk to a place because there again go over to First John chapter three nine, and it talks that those that are born of born of God will stop sinning so i believe god wants us to get this place to stop sinning but we're not talking that uh-oh i stubbed my toe thing this year i really believe he's just sitting there saying you know if you can continue to live that lifestyle of and if you want to know what lifestyle he's talking about go over to uh galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through about 21 or so uh-huh. Works yeah. of you know if you can and because of, and the thing is is even in that it says that those works are evident you're not hiding them from anyone I mean, I'm not, if I'm, if I'm just habitually sinning, even if I do the stub the toe thing, they're evident, you're not hiding it, but you don't I so I guess what I just want to, with what Kevin said about, you know, you might want to ask yourself, so I just biblically wanted to prove that it's okay to say what you did, Kevin, which I wasn't offended. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all with you, man. And there again, if you're offended, my phone number is not. <laughs> anyway, anyway, it goes on and he says, test yourself, Duke. Do you not know yourself that Jesus is in you unless indeed you are disqualified? You know, so it's like there again, did, did just that whole thought. Do you not know Jesus is in you? Oh, wait, unless you've disqualified yourself, unless you're really not in the faith and you don't understand Jesus lives in you. You know, that's the whole thing. And then he goes on and says, but I trust that you will know. That we are not disqualified, you know. So, I'm Paul's like, Yep, he's having it in me, you'll see it, you know. And I said, so I just, you know, when you've talked about that, you know, because I was thinking too, you know, then it goes over into Hebrews chapter, um, Hebrews, it talks about, you know, that those that have tasted the divine nature that when they fall away, how hard it is for them to return. So, see, there again, is, you know. You might have been like, I don't care, standing in a pulpit preaching, you know, I mean, you can go through all the great holy things, but, and that's that divine nature, once you've tasted of Jesus, taste of the Lord and see He is good, but then you start down this road of habitual sin, and I'm just going to say, you can still have a religious appearance. Yeah,
0: yeah, the Pharisees, the Pharisees did, didn't they?
1: Yep, but, you know, and that's just the whole thing that concerns me when I, you know, I mean, I I say myself, you know, I can get off on these tangents and, you know, and ain't the big sins, if you will. But if I'm always angry or mad or upset or frustrated or whatever, you know, that's the same road. Christ, Christ. Yeah. I had a friend of mine. What's that? Go ahead, Bill. No, I just had a friend of mine one time. We were sitting there talking. and He said, I kept saying, man, I was frustrated all the time. And finally someone looked over at him and says, is there frustration in heaven? He's like, Mm -hmm. No. He says, so why don't we do it here on earth?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: See, cause yeah. we can, we can sit there and log shots at the big sins, quote unquote, but you know, if we're worrying and we're stressed and we're, you know, there's a long list there too, that really, really it, it, really, it uh, continue in them, I believe we can find this place to start to disqualify ourselves. So,
0: yeah, you know, if, if it makes me think of, uh, of, uh, of Matthew, Matthew five, the sermon on the Mount, you know, <laughs> and, uh. Uh, we in about 521 he says you've heard it was said that those of old you shall not murder and whoever murders will be liable to judgment but i say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council and whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire so if you're you know and and so it's this notion of of The power of the tongue, if you're calling your brother a fool, if you're cursing your brother, that's sin, and you're liable to the the hell of fire, right? And we know if we go to James and we hear about the power of tongue in James, I can flip over there, and it says, it says, if you cannot pray God with your lips and curse man who's made in the image of God, he, he goes on, James goes on and says, Good water and poisonous water cannot come from the same well. The heart is the well. And if you're cursing your brother, if you're cursing man who's made in the image of God, you need to call into question your salvation. Whew, that's a gut punch, right? Hey, reading out of Scripture. It ain't my fault. That's what Jesus okay. says right here. So. Yeah, well...
1: We can, go, we can go with this here because, you know, we go over here, you know, and you jump down, you know, you were just in Matthew <laughs> chapter 20 or 521. Then you go over to 27 and he starts addressing the whole adultery thing. You know, it ain't just about sleeping with a woman. It's about lusting with her in her heart. But I think that verse 29 goes on and says, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out, cast it from you. As it is more profitable for you to to uh, your members to perish than your whole body to be cast in hell. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off, cast it from you, for it is profitable for you that your members should perish, but your whole body shall be cast in hell. I guess if we can quit calling our brother a fool, maybe we can say, well, cut your tongue off or something. But yeah. and I, you know I know these things seem extreme, but I guess on the other hand, I sit here and I read these, and it's like. That's how much God wants us to live for Him. Yep, he's right. so much. Yep. He so much wants us to live from the heart, not, not not this. God knows your own heart. I know we've addressed this before, but I'll address it again because if you knew what God knew about your heart, if that's what your it attitude is, you. you're not. What's that?
0: It would terrify you.
1: It would, and you're not living for Jesus. But what what it is is here. God is so much about us living passionately, wholeheartedly. For him through our heart towards him everything about us towards him that he'd rather see our body perish in it, and then then our our whole whole being go to hell and so you know it's that that's so and that's how he really wants us to be is you know i i was thinking about you know we going back to our, our original text and I think yours talked about how we passionately chased after the lust of the flesh or you use the word passion. And I'm like, we didn't have that. We have to at least that same passion for God, at least the same. But I think, you know, we got It's It should be so much more than the passions that we ran after in the world. You know, I think about some of the yeah. things, how much, how much sleep did you lose dad? running up and down the rodeo, rodeo trail, or you didn't eat, or, you know, you, you'd spend money and I mean, trust me, I was a bullfighter, so at least I got paid, I had money to pay, to pay for stuff, <laughs> but, but, you know, and I, you think about, it, I mean, even now, there's stuff, it's really easy to get off, and just go passionately after, and it ain't even bad stuff, but is my passion, is my passion towards God, my, am I living that fully alive for God, that I'm willing to sacrifice stuff to, to do it? You know that mm-hmm. it, it, it you know and i think you know it, it's so easy to get so wrapped up in passion and it becomes a misdirected passion
0: yeah 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 well we talk about this and 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 we we kind of stop there at the end of six it says that we were raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in christ jesus And then seven says, so that, so he did all this stuff for us, so that, all right, that's where seven starts for me. In the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace, of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Four, okay, I said earlier, anytime I see four, therefore, I'm going to circle it because I know something's happening. By grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And and we get we naturally um, make the mistake, or or are led to believe based on the words of our spiritual leaders. If, if only I could pray more, if only I could do better things, if only I could do this, and, and we get this idea, this notion that we have to do things to be saved. We have to do good in order to be saved. We have to clean up before God will take us, and and, and right here we see, and, and there's some denominations, Christian and not, that teach this idea that, that we have to earn our salvation, and and so We lived in the the, the sins of our flesh. We lived in the passions of our flesh, but God being rich in love, right? He, he, he raised us up with Jesus so that, um, he can show his immeasurable riches. And how did he do it? By grace, not of our own doing, but through grace, undeserved love. And so, We're saved through grace. And then everything else flows out of that. All of our good deeds, all of our love, all of our service, everything flows out of a desire to love and serve the man that loved us first, the creator that loved us first. And so it's really important to understand that we work from a place of acceptance. We can go to James and talk about how we need to to show our, our faith through our good deeds, all right? So there has to be good fruit in our life. The evidence of Jesus in us goes back to what we talked about earlier. If there's no change and transformation, you need to wonder if you're even really saved. Right here, we know we're saved. He saved us, okay? It was through his grace that we were saved through our faith in him. And this is not of our own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of work so that no one may boast we didn't do anything and we did we didn't deserve anything he loved us he saved us he pulled us out of the depth of our of our flesh and our depravity you know and 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 you can put any other evil word in there you want and now now because of that and the change and transformation that's taken place in us now we were able to do good deeds. We're able to love people. We're able to serve him well. Go ahead.
1: Can I interject, you know, part of, part of grace, I'll never deny that it's, you know, unmerited favor, or a gift that we didn't deserve. But part of that definition of grace really is his empowerment to live for him or to live live, you know, live this life that he has, you know, because that's the thing is he didn't just save us and then says, well, <laughs> now go ahead and, you know, try to get it figured out, he really, there's really that empowerment, and, you know, and, and if we go over to Acts chapter uh, 1 verse 8, you know, it talks about when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we shall be a dude on high with power, you know, and really that word power there is dunamis, but I always kind of link that word to that, that idea of, of that grace, that empowerment of God to live for him, because really that's, that's the thing, because, and I, you know, you were talking about James, you know, there again, it's not, not of works. It's nothing that we have done, but now that we have that empowerment, it's Tad was talking about buying this new pickup, you know, he's going to be getting and stuff. And for when we were off, 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 you know, chatting prior to it, you know, it'd be kind of like him getting that new pickup and have all that power under the hood. And all he ever does is, you know, cruise main street and never actually really hooks on the trailer and loads it with the horses and go somewhere, you know? And I mean, really in a lot of ways, that's that's what live in christianity you know Well, i'm saved and now i'm going to just kind of idle it out and wait until you know we we get to get to heaven and man the reality is is if you're bored in christianity i'm sorry it's your own fault it's, yep. it's, it's no Amen. one else's you know because you know because this grace that we've been given verse 10 goes on and says for we are his workmanship, his workmanship, that's the whole thing is we got to remember whose workmanship we are, you know, we've been, we've been created in the image of him, you know, we're fearfully and wonderfully made, we've been knit together in our mother's womb by Jesus, you know, by God, and it goes on and it says that we are created in Christ for good works, you know, and that's what that—that's—that's that's what that grace is for. It's yes, it's to save us. It's to to get us out of out of hell and into heaven, if you will. But after that, it's about living heaven here on earth. You know, them good works she has for us, and that—that's not necessarily just you know, don't drink, don't chew, don't screw, don't go with women. That do I mean, yeah, that's part of it. But really, them good works, Kevin mentioned it earlier, about serving people and loving people and being kind to people. And the reality is, is there's a lot of people we're around and, and all you people listening know what times there's no way you're going to love them apart from Christ. Yeah. You know, and I mean, and some of you listening and some of them that are on the podcast with me is like, amen, Bill, that's the only way we can love you is because of God's grace. You know, I mean, I know what it's like to be unloving or unlovely, both of them, but I think that's the whole thing. But then that's the, you know, and it goes on and it, it carries on and It says, which God prepared Beforehand, that you should walk in them, you know that's that's not to walk in them. I think about it, it's just that ongoing every day. You just you're constantly just living in these good works that God has prepared for you. And I think there's times that if we just walk out Christ, what well, you know, I think about the woman with the issue of blood as Jesus was walking through. He was just walking through the crowd. He was just walking out these good works. Granted, he was God Himself walking here on earth. But, you know, he's just walking along. He's just walking out his faith. And this woman reaches out and touches him. And how many times are we just walking our faith out and we don't even realize some of the good works that we're actually doing? You know, there's there's some woman with the issue of blood, for lack of better terms, that's you know, reaching out for the hem of, of Jesus's garment because we're Jesus walking through the crowd at that moment. Or, you know, at that moment, you stop and talk to somebody or you lend, a, you know, an ear. Or you learn to serve or we learn to serve our wives in ways that, you know, we never did before. You know, there's so many ways that I think these good works can be being lived out. And then because we walk in, them, I and mean, it's not like we, dad, you're an accountant. I don't really care for the numbers and the books, but I keep saying, I'm glad God's a much better accountant than I am. You know, he's keeping track of what we're doing. He sees if we're living out and walking out these, these good works. And so I don't have to be so wrapped up in the fact of well, am I doing it or am I not? If I just live for Jesus, I believe I'm walking out the good works he has prepared for me beforehand.
2: Yeah. And this, this, the last five minutes of your guys' conversation is exactly where my heart was at. That's exactly the message that I was hoping that we were going to get out when we decided that we were going to go through the book of Ephesians because um, I've spent, most of my christian life um trying to uh, you know I, i did i never felt after 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 i accepted christ i never felt like like i had to earn my salvation i knew that that was a gift from god but there was this like next level that the whole sanctification part that i felt like that was okay just like you said bill just okay well you know, I punched my ticket at the heaven, but now the rest of it's up to me. And I spent most of my Christian life with that thought and living under condemnation. I mentioned this at another bo- podcast, but living under condemnation the whole time, just miserable. And and over the last several years, I really feel like the Lord has really been revealing to me that concept. And I can't remember exactly how you said it, Kevin, um, but but the, but say, see if you can say it again, but you're, you're doing the good works from a place instead of, how did you say that again?
0: I said that we, that, that everything we do, all the good deeds, all the work that we do, we, we do it from a, pl- from a place of acceptance, not trying to be accepted. Yeah.
2: That's, that's it. That's exactly it. And that's the message that I'm really hoping that the Lord will reveal to the people that are listening to this podcast, because um, once you understand your identity in christ that that god has has done it all for us he's done it all he's not only has he saved us and so that we get to go to heaven when we die which is awesome Um, but there's just there's so much more to it and that christ in you the hope of glory and that you know by the power of the holy spirit we don't have even as born again believers, we do not have the power to live this life out on our own. It is only through Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that we can do all the stuff that the word promises us. And that our job to me, to me, it's our job is to develop that relationship with him. And it's not you know, you had mentioned at some point when we started this podcast, Kevin, you had mentioned something about, well, if you only prayed more, you know, if you pray more, if you're in the word more, if you are serving others more and all of that stuff we should be doing, but there's just a, there's a, a switch that gets flipped when you allow the Holy Spirit to do that through you. It's not a duty anymore. It's not a, you know, it's not a checklist that you just check off it's your heart changes and that passion and that desire that you talked about bill um you know like you said i mean back when we were rodeo and i mean i would spend every last nickel and then some uh you know hawk everything i owned it didn't matter anything it was just like a a, a drug addict to get entered to the next rodeo and and passion is good but man and 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 is it in Timothy? I think it talks about Paul talks about, we're supposed to stir up. We're supposed to fan the flames yeah. of our faith.
1: Yeah.
2: And, and, uh, to me, that's what it's about. It's, it's about allowing the Holy spirit to do that work in us. And the more that we do that, the more that we desire what God wants, you know, Jesus talked about, uh, uh, when he was visiting with the woman at the well that he would give, uh, um, I'm I'm getting tongue tied here, but he would give, uh, everlasting water. And to me, that's, that's what it's like. It's like, that you'll never thirst again. Um, but you just, you just keep getting filled. You just keep getting filled. You just keep getting filled. And, um, and that was really the message that I was hoping that we were going to get across to when we started talking about Ephesians that, um, you know, yes, yes, salvation is a gift, but salvation is more, it's so much more than just, you know, when I die, I get to go to heaven, which is great, like I said, um, but it's that relationship with Jesus Christ. It's that relationship with the creator of the universe that knows my name and that we get to know him. And the more that you have that, the less and less that the world has a, has a hold on you.
0: Well, I love that. I love this conversation. Uh, It excites me. I always, uh, I'm always on fire when we're, when we're done talking and, and uh, back in three, Bill, you mentioned it, that among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. And now that now that we've had that but God moment, it's time for us to live to live in the passion of Jesus Christ in our life. Uh, Cowboy Connection podcast and gathering is built on the foundation of the truth of the idea that as men of God, as, as, as men in, in this, we have a desire to reach the cowboys that, that aren't able to be in church on Sunday or be with a group of like-minded believers. We encourage you to be in the word of God daily, to be in prayer and worship daily, and to be with like-minded believers uh, and brothers in Christ holding you accountable, challenging you, making you better. Um, but, uh, but Hey, look, if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you happen to be listening to this podcast and, and, and you don't have a, uh, a transforming relationship with Jesus Christ, I, I just ask you to take a moment, get down on your knees and, uh, and just submit to Jesus as Lord over your life. Look, um, the wages of sin are death. We've already seen that, uh, you know, we were dead in our trespasses and sin. We, we are all, we were all doomed to hell, uh, an eternity in hell. And, um, and by, uh, by just by submitting to Jesus Christ and declaring him Lord over your life and beginning to take baby steps, I encourage you. Hey, if you've never read through anything in the Bible, open up the book of John and just get an idea. Start reading through John. Uh, go back and listen to some of our podcasts and just uh, get to know Jesus as who he is as a savior uh, by reading John. Get to know why he came and, uh, and why he was, why he was here, why he died uh, and was resurrected. And, uh, and, and just start taking baby steps. Just start asking questions. You can send us an email at a cowboy connection at gmail.com. We'll be glad to answer it, get you in contact with anyone uh, on this podcast. Uh, be be glad to get you a Bible if you need one, uh, but but yeah, just start uh, just start moving in the direction of uh, getting to know Jesus more at a deeper level. Uh, I'll tell you what, you'll never be the same. I guarantee you that you'll never be the same. Uh, find a Bible. I encourage you if you've never read it, get a Bible that uh, that you'll read. Don't get hung up on translations. Uh, read the one that you'll that uh, that's that's easiest for us that you that you enjoy and uh, get connected with a a body of believers. I had a cowboy tell me one time, I never knew why I had to go to a church building to worship God. I said, you don't understand who, uh, what the church is. Church isn't a building. Church is a group of believers. Church is a group of people that, well, be real honest. They're either making you better or they're making you worse. And you want to find, you want to surround yourself with a church that's making you better, leading you towards Jesus Christ. So, um, yeah. So any other final thoughts, boys, as we... Before we uh, wind things down here, no, I, not not for me. I think that was a great,
1: you know, great place to to land it right where we did. So I think I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm sure I can have more thoughts, but you know, we only <laughs> have so much time. It's getting yep. close to my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I will tell you what, am I forgetting anything? I don't think I am. Uh, by all means, you can. You can, uh, like I said, send us an email. Uh, We'll be back again uh, next week. Uh, If you're interested in joining us in our gathering, we do a Zoom gathering at the end of every month. Send us an email. We'll uh, get you hooked up. Uh, Next Sunday evening, we'll be, be, uh, whatever that date is, we'll be doing our gathering. Uh, Just a group of cowboys getting together, sharing the word and encouraging each other, praying for each other. And uh, yeah, well... Bill, won't you close us out in prayer? Father, thank you for this
1: time together. Your time together, really, uh, like Kevin said, being the church, Being together, encouraging one another. Us yes, three here on the podcast, but also, Father, thank you that it'll resound beyond just this this evening, but it'll continue to encourage others as they listen. Just ask that we all have eyes to hear and uh, ears to hear and eyes to see what the Spirit is saying and doing. Give us a passion, a hunger and thirst for you that we seek after you. Thank you, Father, for saving us. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the cleansing blood, the redeeming blood. Thank you that we can now walk in light and we don't have to walk in the darkness. We honor you. We worship you in
0: Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, God bless. We'll talk to you next time.